0: Welcome to Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Good morning, Houston. How's everybody doing? We are going to have a great show for you today. Are you driving? Are you in your car? How are you listening to us? It's going to be great, folks. We have a great interview. Well, before we talk about what we're going to do, let's go ahead and say good morning, Howard Reynolds. How art thou doing this morning, sir?
1: And good morning to you. Looks like the 10 cans and spring have held up, so we're going to have a good show here. And for our friend Harry, who always asks me what the smooth jazz song was this morning, that is Morning in Rio from Earl Clue.
0: What does motion sound like? With Kizikans Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizzik.com slash socks.
1: Morning in Rio from Earl Clue. And thank you, Harry, for listening.
0: Folks, continuing, you can get to us via, uh, you can watch us live at facebook.com slash KPFT houston, facebook.com slash kpfthouston. And likewise, you can go ahead and uh, listen to us on, uh, listen to us on uh, YouTube by going to PoliticsDoneRight.tv, PoliticsDoneRight.tv. So, folks I can see many different ways, many different ways to listen to us uh, on on this show. I think I got that fixed. I hope we're no longer wonky. It's the sound that's coming over. You know what happens every so often. Anyway,
1: folks. Um, every now and, it, and then, the tin cans and string decide to uh, not work. But- right. It's a little choppy, and we've got a report here out of the field that they're hearing you the same way. So,
0: Okay, well, I I, I am going like to. The,
1: the limiter is clamping down on yeah. you or something.
0: Oh, okay, okay. I see. I, I hope it's getting better. Can you hear me clearly now, or I think so? All right. Pretty clear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I can look at. There's a couple. Yeah, go ahead. I can see the signaling, and the signaling is looking good right now. So I, I think we're okay. Anyway, folks, uh, we're gonna have a great show for you today. I think you're going to love this. I'm gonna start the show out with El Senor. Uh, what's the name of the person? Rick Smith from the Rick Smith Show. He is known as the working class hero. The working class hero. So let's go ahead and get that started and we'll be off to a great start. Welcome to another edition of Politics Done Right. Once again, every year now, this is gonna be a yearly thing. We're here with the one and only Top 100 Talk show (laughs) in the country, El Senor Rick Smith. How are you doing, Rick? I am good, Alberto. Thanks for taking it and helping me out. Well, you know, it's over... I I, I guess it's a little bit under a year because the last time we met was in August last year at the Netroots in Pittsburgh. Now it's one year. What what has happened in that one year that Merit's talking about?
2: Oh, geez. I mean, what a year we've had. I mean, I look at... I'm going to look at the positives. Yes. Cuz I think, you know, Joe Biden has been doing such a great job. You know, we got that infrastructure bill, you got the IRA, you got stuff that is being done. We're now seeing that money that was passed Right. Getting out into communities. You know, I drove here from Pennsylvania. So we, we drove the entire way from, uh-huh. from central Pennsylvania to Chicago and all of the construction and all of the time I had to wait in traffic yes. and all of the things that I blame Joe Biden. Joe Biden did that. But it's, it's bringing jobs, but bro. it's bringing jobs and it's going to make our infrastructure better. It's going to make us more competitive. It's going to give us opportunities of the future. This is building and investing in this country where the last guy talked about it. And you know this, Trump talked, it was infrastructure every week. They had such great, they were great photos. My favorite is him with the little (laughs) truck, you know, with the little hard hat and the shovel. Every week was a photo op for infrastructure week, but he never did anything. And that really was indicative of the entire Trump administration. Lots of talk, lots of big talk, lots of the best talk, the best words, but no action. Yeah. Uh, Biden, no words. And, you know, look, I, the guy can't get a sentence out. Yeah. But he's doing the work. Jelly Bucket Joe is showing up and showing us that he's, he can get things done. Now, let me ask you the, the real question here, though. And that now that you started off
0: with Joe Biden and how good the infrastructure bill is working. And it's not only the infrastructure bill that's bringing in jobs. We also have the, the, the one that brings the, the chips bill. The chips sure. Bill, and that's doing, that's going to make a huge difference as far. But you know what bugs me about that, right? Do tell. Well, no, not only that. Let me tell you what. Check this out. We have corporations, capitalist corporations that tell you, you know, let the market take care of all these things. And they, they market overseas. After they market overseas, or rather they build overseas, the supply chain gets screwed because of things that they should have foreseen that they didn't foresee. And now we pay to bring this stuff back to America. Why isn't it the uh, profit motive man, allows I, you to take risks.
2: Man, I am so with you on this, but here's the reality. Yeah. If we don't, it doesn't happen. I this, agree. In this moment. And, and this is where I've had to swallow my pride in mm-hmm. this, because I'm with you. Right. I, originally, I'm like, why are we giving corporate America money? Right. We, we paid them to leave, and now we're paying them to come back. Right. At the end of the day, what I think Biden is doing, and the, the, bigger than just the bills that right. were passed, right. is putting us on a different path. You know, we've been through neoliberalism for the last fifty years. Right. Supply side voodoo Reaganomics has been the the core of our economic principles for the last forty right. years. I think Biden's moving us away from that, back to the old ideals of FDR, and and an active government investing and spending money to create jobs. I think that's important. And it's a shift of mindset. It's a shift it of p- public policy. It's away from government is the problem to government can, can be part of, part of, the, of solution. the solution. Now, let me ask you, do you think that's the reason why he went, because a lot of
0: people thought it was a mistake for him to label what we have now biting. I, I'm you all in favor he of it. Labeled it because he I, wants to say, this is a new way of doing it. We don't want supply side anymore. And I don't know. He I don't to, think he did it. Uh, but he has to convince me, first of all, that he is really not going to get away from the neoliberalism. He hasn't convinced no, me no, yet, his, but No, no, his Senate start.
2: record is is right there. Yes. I mean, you know, the reality is he was he a was neoliberal. the heart of yes. the DLC, Clinton yes. era, yes. neoliberalism. But as president, what I have seen him do right. is moving away from that. And that's what, again, I, I am. Let me tell you, first of all, as a
0: very progressive guy, likely more progressive than you are, I found that... I am very happy with, uh, compared to what I expected out of Biden, I'm like extremely happy.
2: He was my fourth choice. No, no, no. Look, <laughs> you, I, you scare me, man. No, he was my fourth choice. Yeah, I mean, I thought I was bad. Okay. No, I, I look. And then I said at the end of the day, he was mm-hmm. my fourth choice. He was, right. he's he got through the primaries. He was the president. Now the job was, and this is the job of politics as a whole. Right. We are never going to get the perfect candidate. Exactly. We're never going to get, I don't agree with myself a hundred percent of the time. Oh boy, that's How con- am I going to find that, wait, a politician? Wait, wait, that, that is concerning now. That is concerning. All right. That's concerning. But I, I I'm with you. I'm with you. Now, how am I going to find a politician that yeah. I'm going to agree with 100% of the time? Right. This purity test stuff that we keep throwing out is ridiculous yeah. because we end up getting, uh, oh, I'm not going to vote for Hillary. Right. So what do we get? You we see, got a maniac it, but you know it, we could have moved hillary yes yes so for me it's you get someone in there who is movable you get someone in there who's willing to listen and then you organize people to say no you know what this is what we want and we've forgotten this in this country we've got savior mentality right. when obama became president everyone's he's the savior he's going right. to do all this stuff he didn't do much right. of anything yeah because we stopped
0: pushing you know you remember the first thing that occurred with obama OFA somehow disappeared. You remember OFA was a big thing.
2: I was a, I was against OFA from the beginning. Yeah. I'll tell you why. As a labor guy, uh-huh. the strength that labor has, right, is you it, it its people. With OFA oh, it was absolutely. It was okay. d- it. Was, OFA was created mm-hmm. to take those labor activists and internalize them in the campaign, right, so that they could get away from labor. Oh, I, I truly really believe that. I truly believe that. Because that's, whether it whether it was intended or, or not, consequences it's saying. what happened. Well,
0: I mean, I'll give that it's the consequences, but then I'm going to tell you something. I think when Obama went into office, I always talk about there's a president and then there's a presidency and the presidency has a hell of a lot more pull than the president. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he suffered from the presidency and also he suffered from being the first black president and having to... There are things that Biden can get away with and do that Obama just couldn't do. And I, I know you probably would squirm at that, but I honestly think- I'm
2: trying to think of what that would look like. Because oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about all of my listeners in, in very red communities right. who Biden can do no right. Exactly. So, you know, he tripped over a sandbag. But it's not about, it's not about, I'm not talking about Republicans at all. Okay. I'm talking about Democrats.
0: I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about Democrats that will that will give Biden a pass on certain things that wouldn't give Obama a certain fact. We can. I don't want
2: to debate that. I yeah, mean, but I'm sure it probably is with some. Right. For me, I'm a policy guy. I my problem with Obama is I shook the man's hand twice. Right. He looked me in the eye and said, Rick, we're going to get the Employee Free Choice Act or something better. And we didn't even discuss it. Well, and and that's that's my problem. I, we can also say that with the the uh, immigration bill, right? Sure, all of that. So, I mean, uh, there are a lot of. Things that's because that's we didn't organize enough. Right. Exactly. That's because we we went home. We had to push him that's the reality. I mean, you go back to the FDR years, there were people in the streets, mm-hmm. the national labor relations act didn't just happen, right? The national labor relations act was a peace treaty, right? Because workers were tearing this country apart right. brick right. by brick because they were hungry, right? Because they were being abused in the workplace because right. they were being cheated. This, this, no reason I love events like this is because these are where the activists yes. are. These are the people who are going to be in the streets, so we need those people in the streets to rile folks up, get them marching. And we got to shut stuff down. You got to right. shut stuff down. But you've got to force politicians who are just tools. They're not saviors. Right. They're not heroes. They're not visionaries. They're tools mm-hmm. to get what we, the people, need. And we got to think back like, like you know, that again. You know, it's
0: interesting. That, uh, when you mentioned about uh, we, we, we fell off the, after Obama, we looked at him as a savior and think he's going to do everything. Biden, the one thing I can say about the Progressive Caucus and Biden is that behind the scenes, They've been working very, very hard with Biden and and they let Biden know we'll have your back, but you got to have ours, too. Absolutely. And
2: that's how politics
0: works. Exactly. You
2: know, you, you stop and think about every advancement forward. It was the people pushing it. Right. It was the it was the it was the fear of we're going to throw the bums out. Yeah. And the Republicans don't fear this anymore. Oh, They've no. gerrymandered things so badly that Republican votes don't matter. Cuz I know Republicans who are not thrilled with Trump. I know mm-hmm. Republicans who aren't thrilled. The fact that the, the Republicans who control the House of Representatives have no idea of how to govern or where to take this right. country. All they know is division and hey, look at me. Look how crazy I am. Woohoo! That's what they know. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's true though. That's it's
0: it. True. It's true, you know, today, this morning, I did my Houston show um, from, from a hotel room and live, but uh, this caller called in and he said, uh, you know, there's, what's his name that's running for against, running for the Green Party now? I can't Oh, remember. Cornel that's West. Cornell West, right? And he brought him up and I said, look, I'm going to tell you something about privilege. And this is what I mean about privilege. Those folks who can support Cornell West... It's not that they're bad people, but in a lot of ways, I think you can be a bit short-sighted. And why is that? Because the people are going to hurt the the people that can say, well, we'll do, we're just going to stick it to him. Yeah, you know, We'll stick it to him. But the folks that really hurt are the ones who went ahead and they continued to, you know, they went ahead and they, they voted for Biden because they thought I have to take the, the best of the choices that I got here. Well, you did, you took your fourth choice, you know, and I think he got it at the end, but I think what we have to get across is, look, we would love there to be more parties and uh, better choices, and, but we don't have that. Right. And we can't sacrifice, we can't sacrifice those people who, because, you know, look, to be frank, if Trump, Trump won, you're fine. Trump won, I'm fine. But there are a group of folks in the ghettos, in my thing, I said the ghettos, the barrios, and Appalachia, and you understand the stereotype there.
2: Yeah. Poor people,
0: poor people. They don't get, they don't get that opportunity. So we have to, we are the ones who always have to be looking out for those folks.
2: On the Green Party front, look, I don't have a... I, I, I love the fact that there's somebody out there pushing their agendas. Right. And in a, in a state like Illinois, like where we are, does it matter if, a, if, a, if a 1% of the people vote for the Green Party? It, not, in, no. not there. But in a swing state like Pennsylvania... Or Wisconsin. Or Wisconsin or yeah. Michigan. You know, this is where this is where I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, ranked choice voting. and right. runoff voting, whatever you want to call that. Um, so that you can vote your conscience right. and then vote what's in your best interest. Right. You know, that's, that's part of this. But in, in places where, you know... It, Truly the before the votes are even cast, we know what's the way right. the state's going. That's great. Uh, but I fear, you know, Cornell West is the next Jill Stein, is the next Ralph Nader, mm-hmm. in very isolated, small spaces, could play spoiler.
0: Yeah. no, uh,
2: And I like Cornell West. No, I, 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 like think Look, I think I, he's, a, I, his re- I have spoken rhetorically, to Rhetorically, he's, the, he's, he's I, great. Yeah, I love Cornell, And that's what, you
0: know, I was talking to, uh, to my friend and I said, before I went on air, I said, the problem with Cornell is, you know, he's smart and all of that. He's smart for a lot of us, but the problem is a lot of, you ever tried to throw Cornell in certain places to talk? They don't understand what the hell he's saying.
2: And it's I'm not allowed to say that. Why aren't you allowed <laughs> no, to say no, that? No, no, no. That gets me canceled.
0: We're going to have to stop that bull. You know that, right?
2: No, I do. And, that, and that's a problem you with where we, we have are. You to stop that,
0: right? No, yeah, no. Like, I don't play in a lot of audiences because, either. But, 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 he, but here's the thing about it. I, I speak about everybody. Right. I don't care if you're white, black, blue, Chinese, or whatever. I want to talk about it. That's why I guess I'm a a loner, you know, but anyhow.
2: No, no, no. I I, I agree with you. And this is where, yeah, this is where I, I I'm with you on the, on the fact that we should be having conversations that we're not. We're, we're still at the base, right? We can't get to the apex. Until we get through all the minutiae of the bottom. But then also, we also have to have the sacrificial lands that are going to actually test those waters
0: so that others can defend. When you look at me and tell me, well, you can say that I can't. I'm like, "Uh, no, no. If you happen to say it and somebody give you hell, give me a call and I'll say, no, you got the credit you know no I, but we no, we, to, we i ran into this yesterday there.
2: i ran into this yesterday two people were talking in front of me and one person was trying to make a point and this other person uh was was a, a of a minority mm-hmm. uh, status and and that person took offense by what this other person was saying and and i don't believe that the person who said it was trying to be offensive and they were just inarticulate right and there wasn't a moment to go hey you know i I, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't like what you said. It was cut off and run. Yeah, and again,
0: that, that is, you, you know, that's where somebody like me comes in, right? Because even if you, if you listen to my show in Houston, we get a lot of that. And I, I like people to be impolite in, in, in when they're saying, th- if they, they think they're impolite, I like people to not go, to say what, if people don't start saying what's on the inside, you can never correct what's on it. Yeah. You can never correct it. So, no, I want people to talk and I, I, don't, I you know, when folks come on, you get a break because you are Rick Smith, and uh, you are rated on the top uh, the, the top five progressive shows and the top one hundred, which is the only five progressive shows in the top one hundred. Since you are there, you get a pass. Uh, but when people come on my show, and and uh, if a white guy come on my show and look at me they're like, well, I can't say that. I'm gonna say BS. What is it that you mean, brother? You no, what I mean is, me.
2: look, you know, in my in my community, I look. I live in a right. I grew up in an all black neighborhood. I was the the white kid in the black neighborhood. We played this neat game called Chase the White Kid and beat the right. crap out of him. <laughs> uh, and I, I joke that I, you know, up until I was 13, I was half black, the other, uh-huh. the other half clearly blue, yeah. uh, because I was beaten up so much, but yeah. uh, I now live in a predominantly white neighborhood of, you know, you know, solidly middle-class. And in that rural community, right. you know, Cornell a West, community? very, I live in, in central Pennsylvania. Okay. The joke about where I live is, you're uh, not if you're, Belichia, man. no, no, we're in, we're in c- central Pennsylvania. We're okay. uh, James Carville. Okay. James Carville, James Carville. Okay, okay, said about it. Pennsylvania, you got Pittsburgh on one end, Philadelphia in the middle, right. Philadelphia on the other end, and Alabama in, in the, the middle. <laughs> middle. So you I'm in the, in Alabama. Al- I'm in the Alabama section. <laughs> yeah, okay. They're still fighting the civil war in my yeah. neighborhood in a lot of places. Yeah. Now, uh, what are you doing to solve that? Because you're you the guy. I'm that can doing. That. It. I started doing this radio show. Okay, good. I started doing a, a incredibly progressive, labor focused, right. um, You know, diverse program. Right. In the middle of central Pennsylvania, well, eighteen years commendations ago. Commendations on that, brother. And, exactly. and, and look, you know, the reality is, is we have to be able to have these conversations yes. and understand. You know, rural America. I don't believe. Th- I don't believe that they're outwardly racist. I think that they're painted a lot of that in, in a lot of ways. And when it's shoved at them, then they they, they recoil and defend. Look. I don't think they mean, I, there's part of me because goes, I don't think they outwardly mean to, I just think it's their environment yeah. and the people they surround with. But there's there's hope there. And I have hope for people.
0: You and I spoke race the first time we spoke and you had said something that, you know, I, I, I thought about later on because I looked at you and I said, no, race is a social structure and all these things. And, and I was I was I was given the top level thing and you were trying to say, oh, no, well, no, there are people that, that you know, that kind of stuff doesn't work with. And, and I, I still stick with that. Method. I still think that, and I, I'm, I'm saying that based on my personal experiences and how I reach sure country folk, rural folk right. that, you know, they, after they, after they break the wall as far as being able to talk to me, uh, I break them down and they sit down and they're, they're like, uh, you know, I think. I never thought about it that way.
2: No, no. Once you presented it, and and, and they don't that, that, feel they're being attacked.
0: Right. That that's the discussion that you saw with that those two, the white chick right. and the the black chick, or whatever, whoever it was. Right. Uh, if I were if I if I were there, I usually I, I kind of butt into.
2: This yeah, I, I, I stayed were, out you know, of that. I, I know you stayed out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I usually ju- I,
0: I usually don't. I'm not trying to defend either party. I just try to say consider this. Right
2: you know and and it generally works. It, it was it, over before I got any yeah. I got in, I got to know what was going on. Yeah, But you're right and this is where you know I think someone like Cornell West mm-hmm. you know can be right. um a, a barrier breaker right. But I think in a lot of communities and and this is uh, probably going to get me canceled now thanks like burden. No, no no it no uh, it's But in, in a lot of communities his appearance is going to be something that's going to right. That's going to be that barrier it, and and we we got to get back. Look, my appearance in a lot of places is yeah. a barrier. Well, you know, old white, old too. white, old straight white guy doesn't play in a lot of spaces right. on the democratic side.
0: You know, exactly. Exactly. And you know, i tell you what, i tell you what an old white guy told me when we went to a democratic meeting. He looked at me and he said, Egberto, I want to say this. You know me very well. You know who I am, but I can't go up and sit up because those black women are going to do X, Y, Z to me. You know what? I looked at him and I said, get your ass up there. Sorry. And say it, and let me tell you, and I'll have your back, and let me tell you why. Because the, the problem is, and, and and even if you get flack, I don't want to hear about it, because I get a lot of flack in a lot of places that yeah. I go to, and I take it, and I keep pushing. Yeah. You do the same damn thing. Take it like a man. Take it like a man. Oh, wait, wait, wait that, that's sexist, <laughs> man. What's, that? what's wrong? What's wrong, you're sexist. No, no, again. but that, that is, you this know. Is, this is
2: old white guy, yeah, yeah. and this is the problem, and mm-hmm. this is this is where... You know, I've talked about this a lot. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to be sexist. Right. No, but we are to some extent, right? Look, I'm I'm a creature of habit. I'm a creature of of where I grew up and and the era I grew up in. And I love the fact that we go and we're canceling people from the past who, you know, like somehow we would have been different. Yeah. No, yeah. we wouldn't have No, it, we would have but- fallen in line. And, and look, we, we we benefit right now from the ability to look backwards. Right. And I tell this to people all the time about, about critical race theory. Right. I know it's a theory and it's critical and it's about race and we should be afraid and all right. that. But it's it's simply history. Yeah. You know, I didn't do it. I wasn't and- responsible for it. But we should learn from it and go, you know what? They screwed up. Maybe we should learn from it and we not screw up. And that is why it must be, and I and they
0: call it critical race theory. That is something that's taught in the university, but we do should be teaching real history. I mean, let, uh, let's talk about this because this I'd really like to hear what you have to say. I don't think it's wrong for us to get rid of the myth that Christopher Columbus was a great guy. Do you? And oh, I want I, your honest answer. I never thought he
2: was a great guy. Well, I did. I grew up learning that he was a great guy, and I'm from Panama. See, I grew up learning that he was a he was a conqueror. Yeah. So you know, with a conqueror comes criminality. Yes, okay. he won. The winners winners write the history. I, I, so you go and you think of all the horrible things that have happened throughout history. Yeah, sure, we whitewashed it to say, hey, the winners were the right. you were the great ones. But what did they do? They slaughtered people. And but what I what I think is important, and
0: and and I think it, even some Democrats don't like the idea of just telling the real history. And Columbus didn't found America. uh, People were here, man. How can you you
2: go, hey, can you move over? We're founding this
0: place. So, no, I I just want, I want, you know, Rick, you haven't done anything wrong. I I know I haven't. No, no, but, (laughs) and I haven't done anything wrong either. Okay. Our ancestors in, in different places and different things have done it. And we learned that we should, You know, as we became more humane, as we became more social, we became that it's not a good thing to do.
2: Yeah. But here's the other part. Yeah. You know, know, I had an aunt who went back and did our our family trees. Mm -hmm. And here's what I know. Yeah. I know. Carefully, you may find out you have a little bit of black gene in you. Probably do. We actually do. Yeah. Um, Also, but, you know, a lot of Indian. You know, my grandfather's side, his mother lived on a reservation. Right. And they got bounced around. But uh, I know no one in our and our tree owned anyone. Right. Oh, uh, no, but, oh really? And not oh okay, this Okay, you're my friend now then, okay. No, so so when we talk about slavery, you mm-hmm. go, okay, you know, very few people owned people. Mm-hmm. There are a few people who did really well. Right. I look at Brian Kemp, the governor right. of, of, of Georgia, his yeah. family owned some folks. And the, 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 the Tulsa mayor. Sure, I mean, there's a lot of this stuff where, you know, if we're talking about all of this, maybe we talk about specifics and how to, how to maybe write those in a certain way. Yeah. And, but the, the other thing, Rick, that
0: has to be acknowledged is, and, you know, I don't know where you'd stand when people talk about privilege and all that kind of stuff. But those things are real. Sure. OK, uh, because if I, if I guarantee you,
2: I, I, I tell you a quick. A I've quick. had negative re- interactions with police. Yeah. I have never I've never been shot. Right. But it's not only about being shot. It, the, the first time
0: a cop treated me nicely, I was going to my to do my radio show at KPFT and he stopped me, and I know I was stopped for Driving Wild Black because I know I didn't go into that intersection, And but he stopped me and he was very, very nice. And he said, you know why I stopped you? No, I don't. He said, you you, you shifted in, in the uh, intersection. I didn't, I'm sure of it, but he just, well, I, I was in the wrong neighborhood, I guess. You shifted? In other words, I changed lanes in the intersection. But he was very nice and I kept on, I kept my hands on the ceremony. I told him I'm not moving, I need to go to my back pocket, I'm living my life. That's how I interact with them. And he was smirking as I'm saying that, you know. Um, But he was very
2: respectful and, and so forth. Yeah, see, so, now I got—I have a similar story. Mm-hmm. You know, I was racially profiled right. a number of times. Right. Uh, I had a friend who was a, a policeman on the on the east side of Cleveland, and uh, if you know anything about Cleveland, Cleveland's a fairly segregated, yeah, segregated city. Segregated, yeah. East side is is very very black neighborhoods. Uh-huh. It's all uh, it's all high high poverty. Right. So two o'clock in the morning, I'm driving you know through East Cleveland. Right. And the policeman pulls me over. Uh huh. And he walks up to the car and like you, he goes, "You know, I pulled you over." I go, "No." He goes, you just want to know if you're lost." Oh, uh, but that's a race road. That was a profiling to protect you. <laughs> and that's the difference in yeah. th- that really is the difference in privilege. Right. He didn't assume I was there for any criminal right. reason. He thought I was lost. And he needed to protect you. Yeah. I mean, so. So if, if you want to. That's the that's reality in yes. the world that we're in. Yes. And I understand
0: that. But, you know, and but I, I, I'm going to tell you, Rick, it's your responsibility as this good old white guy to reflect that. Oh, I've said that all the time. When we talk
2: about racial profiling, I tell that story all the time. Okay. Okay. That's because I've been profiled a bunch, Mm -hmm. but
0: But it's usually been positive. Well, let me finish my story because it's a quick one. I went ahead and I gave that cop kudos that night on my show. You would not imagine the flack I got for it from progressives. That's what he was supposed to do. And I said, it's true. But you know what? I felt if you give the positive affirmation to folks who are doing their job, it may induce others to do the same. And, and, you know, so my thing wasn't, I wanted to take a stance on how, uh, you know, what's going on. I wanted to say, if you're not, if you are not moving the problem forward, I mean, making the problem better forward, what's the point? If if, if you individually does do well, as opposed to putting that out there and maybe other cops would hear, and you know what, other cops called in, uh, and, and said, made interesting statements that, like, well, you know, I don't really do that, but you know, cause what I did is I, after I left, I turned around and I said, you know, this guy was nice. Let me take a picture with him. Stupid me. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. This guy could have thought, why is he coming around? And, you know, I looked at him and put, I put my hands on and said, Hey man, I want to take a picture with you because I, and, and he did it, you know? So, but the thing about it is I think we have to change the paradigm yep. and the paradigm is not stay in the status quo. You stay in your silo. I stay in my silo and we do these things. You can't, you got to get away from that and your voice and our voices. That's what it's all there for.
2: No, I, I remember when the whole defund the police thing came up mm-hmm. and I said, yeah, I gotta be honest. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Uh, I support the police right. when they're not wrong. Right. But the, the thing about it, and I asked the
0: question, the moniker, the mo- the defund the police moniker, you knew the Republicans were going to
2: use it. But, but that's not what it meant. But over, over, over. Well, yeah. But then it's like anything in politics. If you're explaining, you're losing. You loo- Exactly. And, and, and I said from the beginning, I support the police when they're not wrong. When they do things wrong, you have to hold them accountable. Yes. We give them a lot of power. We give them a lot of authority. They have to not abuse that. Right. But I think you're right. I think in the times when they are doing their jobs and they are doing it well, you do need to you do need to give them a pat on the back. Everyone, I, I think that's part of the reason we're having such a hard time recruiting yes. police and why we're getting in a lot of places, right. some of the some of the wrong people. Yes. You know, some of the wrong people are now becoming uh, policemen because, you know, we're going to crack down right. or you know, whatever the it's it's. It seems like we're sending the wrong message.
0: And I, and I, like, like I said, for me, it's not about ego or any of those things when it comes with dealing with folks. Now, it's about what can you do to actually make the society better. But here, Rick, we're coming at the closer here, and from the great top one hundred guy. I mean, you guys are You're rubbing great. that, aren't you? <laughs> rubbing that in, man. For you know, tell me, give me a closer, brother.
2: Look, I think we can make really great strides in the next couple of years. Uh, you know, politically at the end of the day, it's about us coming together. And I look at this event, uh, there's a lot of energy, a lot of activism mm-hmm. here. I'm hoping what comes out of this is people getting back into the streets, talking to friends and yeah. neighbors, and bringing us back to the center of the road. We got to get off the sidewalks, throwing platitudes and, and angry talking points at each other. We got to get back into the middle of the road, mix it up, and figure out, as a working class, as a, as a society of people who, you know, look, who, who work for a living, how we're going to move forward. How are going to make this a better place? for our kids and how we're going to make the future something worth inheriting with from our children. So for me, that's, that's why I'm here. Why I hope this, this event is successful and uh, kind of what we're working towards. Rick Smith, Rick Smith show one top 100. <laughs> you thank you so kindly for being here. Right. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks so much.
0: All right folks that was the one and only Rick Smith from the Rick Smith show the the second largest progressive show I think it is after uh Tom Hartman, but anyhow, you know, I see him every year at um, at Netroots. Really like and enjoy uh, shooting the bull with him, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, folks, the number is 713-526-5738. Again, that number is seven one three five two six five seven three eight. Howard, I don't. I, are are you at the mic? I would love to hear your thoughts of about Rick Smith. If you are up to telling me your thoughts
1: on Rick Smith,
0: that I is. Am.
1: I am right here in the control room. You made some very good points. Uh, to defund the police, that's just not going to work. You know, when, you, when the police do the right thing, that's the good thing. When the police do the wrong thing, that's the horrible thing. So we entrust the police with a lot of power. They know it. And if they respect it and do the right thing, well, they're good. If not, well, sometimes it, 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 it's, it's good or it's awful. There is no in-between. The police that are doing the right thing should be recognized. The police who are doing the wrong thing should be uh, admonished to do the right thing. That's my thought on it this morning.
0: You know, it's amazing because, um, like I said, I... Look, there is there is that bias from police officers that there's I mean, I, I don't even debate that issue because I live it right now. When this guy treated me the way he treated me, I, I look, I, I, I mean, you know, when you're expecting when you're not expecting a treatment and you get it, it's like, wow. So I I went ahead. I took a picture with him and I wrote out after getting torn up. At KPFT, the my great, beautiful, wonderful progressives that called in, uh, and I try to make my point. I went home and I wrote a long blog about the incident. And the guy's sergeant uh, saw the, saw it, and he went ahead and he gave the guy. The, the guy actually got a commendation. So I I I think that that I think that can be a picture for others. Anyway, Ilan, Ilan, come on in. You're on, Ilan. Uh,
3: uh, yes. Uh, I wanted to tell uh, a little bit more about the uh, uh, film that's about to be shown Saturday and Sunday uh, by the uh, Fix-It Healthcare Com and Healthcare for All Texas. Yes. Uh, first, loca- first location... Is uh, right by the Northside High High School and the Fiesta Store on Quitman. Quitman is right off of North Main. You know, halfway between where uh, North Main crosses Forty Five and downtown. Uh, but uh, at ten fifty, Quitman is a Carnegie Neighborhood Library, and at two o'clock to four thirty p.m. The film "American Hospital: Healing a Broken System" will be shown, and it's uh, uh, a great movie about uh, healthcare. You know, uh, and uh, the second showing will be earlier in the afternoon on Sunday. First one was on Saturday. On Sunday, it's going to be at the Bay Area. Universal Church, Universal Unitarian Church, and that is in the Clear Lake City area. So if you live east of Javi Airport, you might want to prefer to go to that one. It's at 17503 El Camino Real in Clear Lake City area. That's a Bay Area Unitarian Church.
0: Thank you, Elon, no for uh, letting everybody know because that's a that's an important show. What's the name of the movie again? It's a screening for uh, American,
3: American Hospital Healing a Broken system.
0: system. Right, and that's a very important movie. You know, we talk uh, about that on on politics done right a whole lot, or health or screwed up healthcare system. So let's just get this in short. Um, uh, again, Ilan, Elon, on Saturday between. 2 o'clock and 4.30, uh, there will be the screening of American Hospital. Please be there. The address at the Universal Unitarian Church is what again? Uh, it's
3: at 1050 Quitman.
0: And the second one will be at, in, Bay, in, in Clear Lake on El Camino Real. Uh, what's in the, the address again?
3: 17503 17503 at the universal unitarian church
0: and Ilan, one other thing uh please give me that website i don't have it off the top of my head is it healthcare for all texas what is it
3: uh, well, I'm sure they mention it on their website, but uh, you can go to Fix-It Healthcare and look at the uh, different locations between those two dates, the 29th and the 30th, Great. Uh, it's mentioned there on uh, the uh, Fix-It Healthcare. So this is another thing that the Green Party uh, is supporting, has been uh, promoting for years and years now, is...
0: Single-payer health care. Right. So, Ilan, I'm going to ask you, I mean, th- first of all, thank you for calling in to remind us that we must remind folks that this is an important movie uh, Movie to see. It'll enlighten us, teach us a whole lot about what's wrong with our system and how to fix it. And please remember, call into these other shows, Ilan. You're doing a great job to make sure that this gets wide, uh, wide coverage. All right, brother?
3: Okay, I'll try to... The- after eight o'clock, uh, calling back again. Yes.
0: Exactly. Thank you very much for doing that, my friend. You have a great... Anything else you want to say before we go to uh, Harry?
3: Uh, go ahead. Uh, thank you very much. You're you very, very, very
0: Thank you, Ilan. You have a wonderful day. Let's go get Harry on. Harry, come on in, my brother.
3: Hello, uh, Iberto, This
4: is, uh, Brother Harry. Uh, your, uh, birthday's your third birthday. Uh, right. We birthday. share the same
0: birthday. Yes. How are you doing, right. my brother? I'm
4: doing good. The day before uh, Malcolm X's birthday. Uh, and I'm just, just honored to be that. I didn't, I didn't tell you this the other day. Uh, on my mother's side, somebody married into, uh, I have to ask my aunt again, who it was. Someone married into Malcolm X's family on my mother's side of the family. Who did, oh, did they marry? Yeah, well, somebody on my mother's side of the family married into Malcolm X's family. I have to ask my aunt again; she knows who it was. I have to. Oh, ask. so you come from a radical bunch, brother
3: that's right
4: and the other thing I didn't tell you when I was talking about my father Harry Duncan Senior the other day yes. when he was 17 years old and in Turner Town uh, before he went to Tuskegee he met Dr. Martin Luther King Dr. Martin Luther King came to his high school because he was going to go get ready to go to uh, the reserve officers training program with ROTC and I didn't, I didn't I wasn't clear about this I was talking to my brother about it the other day uh, when he was at uh, Tuskegee in the late fifties, the um, there was a there was discrimination going on with um, in Alabama and he was on the council so that blacks could uh get on the council and be able to vote on the uh uh council in um He uh, was out there protesting that as he was going through uh, ROTC as an electrical engineer. And as I told you that he uh, worked on the Vela Project, the spy satellite uh, of the nuclear program in in the 1960s uh,
0: when he went into the airports. Well, good man, you got, they have that, you have the bona fides, brother, you have the bona fides. Anyway, um, anything else you want to add with respect to the topic, my oh, brother? Yeah.
4: Well, the other thing I want to, the other thing I want to talk about is I like your, uh, yes, Rick Smith, he's right on point with, uh, the, with, uh, the, the uh, uh, political, uh, arena but i and i love cornell west i i've I listened to a lot of his speeches and i like what he says he's for poor people he's, he uh, believes in what dr king was about i will vote for him i can't vote for joe i didn't vote for joe biden four years ago because joe biden in the past when he was senator joe biden he was uh, for uh, not desegregating the schools, not, and he was for uh, he was against busing. And I lost a lot of respect for Kamala Harris when she ran against him, and she pointed those things out that he was against that when she was going to
0: uh, Berkeley. Uh, and uh, so I, you know, I just I, let I me, have to vote my response. Let me give you another point of view, Harry, and 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 I I, I hope you can listen to me on this one, right? Um. Many people and and Johnny, I'm coming to you next. Um, I I look, I respect your vote. Everybody has a right to vote how they want to vote. That's Go it's ahead. a free country, and I I really honestly respect what you vote. Let me tell you why. And I was very upset when uh when South Carolina came around and everybody coalesced uh, in uh, around Biden, um, not giving the whole electorate that real. Uh, the real debate about true progressivism that uh, Bernie Sanders was right. going. I was a Bernie Sanders delegate. Okay. Back. At, so, I mean, I, I understand. Right. I understand all of that, but here's a kicker. Here's a kicker. When, when folks in South Carolina and specifically black folks in, in South Carolina, when they looked at the whole repertoire of not only Biden, not only, uh, not only uh, 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 Bernie Sanders, but also the potential of of another uh, another Trump administration, they have to weigh, and when I say they, I'm talking people in general, have to weigh all the things that can occur. And the question was, in their minds, could right. Bernie or somebody who we know would be better for the policies that would best support most Americans, would they be for that, would, would, would Bernie be able to get over that hump or not? Some people just didn't believe he could. Personally, I thought really? Bernie would have been able to do it. But you know what? I agree. You and, okay, you and I, Harry, we did not make our case. And that's what I try to tell progressives. I take blame. Uh, we have to, here's what, what I find too often. Uh, and I, I spoke to Rick Smith about this. I don't know if you heard that part of the conversation. I, it I is easy. Right. It lot, is. A lot, a lot. So, so here, here's, here's what I want to say. So the uh, audience in general can hear it. You and I will likely do fine whether Trump wins, whether Biden wins, whether whoever wins. But we, we have a certain privilege. I'm talking about everybody who, who has X amount of money that they can survive a bad administration. But it's right. not about us or our feelings. We have to think about the lesser. I don't mean lesser in value. We all have equal value. I'm talking the lesser in, 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 in mobility of others. And when we weigh all of that, sometimes we must compromise. And that is the reason why I wouldn't vote for Cornell if I think Cornell would actually enable a, a Trump to come back in, et cetera. Now, as Rick Smith said, he's a Green Party guy. Rick Smith says, well, you know what? In, it doesn't make a difference if I'm in New York or it doesn't make a difference if I'm in California, so I can vote my conscience in California. But if you are in certain now, locations... Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I've
4: been voting your conscience. Um, it, you know, because I didn't vote for Hillary in 2016 either because I disagreed with her on a lot of things. One of the main things because she called black people super predators. So that's why, you know, I just, could, and, and I just couldn't vote for her. And then other things that
0: she, I found out that she lied about. So I, that's why I just, I but, just not uh,
4: standards in, in the-
0: uh, I hear you, brother. I need to go to Johnny. But I'm going to ask you to ponder one thing, Harry. I'm going to ask you to ponder one thing, okay? Um,
4: right.
0: You just said, I didn't vote for Harry I mean, I didn't vote for Hillary, Hillary Because Clinton. she's Yeah, let me let me finish I didn't vote for Hillary because she said a XYZ about black folks And you are a true progressive And you believe in equality and all of that But you know who voted for Hillary and said they Huh? You know who voted for Hillary? Right, black folks went ahead and they voted for Hillary So what I'm telling you is uh, when you are making your decisions based on and, – and we shouldn't be making our decisions solely based on things. We shouldn't be making our decisions based on race at all. We should be making decisions based on how it's going to be best for all of us, right?
4: Oh, Let me correct one thing. I'm sorry. I did not vote for Bernie in general. I voted for Joe Stein. That's who I voted for. Okay, because Bernie uh, did not get the nomination. And one other thing, when we were talking about that mayor, his name is Robert Braxton, who will not – uh, they won't allow him to serve in saying, Alabama. Yes, I still got to look. I I still got to look up the uh, re- read that uh, listen to your uh, podcast on your Apple podcast because you talk about that. I was not able to do yes. that yet, but I will get to that. And, All right. Um, uh,
0: let's, uh, let's see. I guess uh, I, I tell it. you, Harry. Let me get to Johnny because we've been on for a while. Let me get to Johnny. But thank you for calling. We'll stay in touch. Okay, brother. Thank you, brother. Let's go to Johnny. Come on in, Johnny.
5: I'd like to hear more of uh, Harry's personal family stories. He sounds interesting. They yeah, look. Every, they say everybody's got at least one book in them. I think Harry's got two and you've got
0: three. <laughs> well, come on, dude. I've written five books now. Don't only give me three now. That makes up for my negative one. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to
5: me, brother. What's up? Listen, of course, lots of black folk voted for Hillary, but I'd like to see lots of white folk vote for Cornell. Here's my bumper sticker idea for Cornell. What the hell? Why not Cornell? <laughs>
0: hey let me let me tell you something Johnny i I love what you just said uh, A lot of black folks voted for uh, for Hillary. you want to see a lot of white folks vote for Cornell and the truth of the matter is that if you notice a lot of times when I'm talking to Rick Smith, I will look at Rick and say, and Rick, what are you doing Rick has uh, the, the working class, uh, a, a large working class listener base in Pennsylvania, rural Pennsylvania. So he is the conduit into enlightening people. And what he did tell me is, Egberto, I'm doing my job. I really am doing it. There's a special way to do it. I'm doing it. We are all trying not to be just right, but we're trying to really make a difference, Johnny.
5: I follow Rick Smith, and I agree with him almost 100%, like I yeah. agree with you. A little bit more than 100%. But where I did not hear you or him in your conversation with regards to Joe Biden, his uh, reported success, you guys mentioned the infrastructure. I don't have a problem with infrastructure. We desperately need infrastructure. My problem is the way it was financed. Right. They brought this up before, And we don't disagree. Yeah. Uh, I see the way we finance things like rescue packages mm-hmm. and, and Infrastructure package is the wrong way. We're doing it the way Republicans like. In other words, we're yes. borrowing money when we should have the money outright to take from the treasury to pay for it as you go. Republicans always like to say "pay as you go, pay as you go," but they're they're a bunch of BS artists. They don't do it. They you socialize n- for their for their their own benefit. Right. And the rest of us have to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. So how does that manifest for us?
0: You know, Johnny, I think that is. I'm going to say my fault, Rick's fault, our fault. I think I think you just hit something that we have to do. As much as we're given credit for the infrastructure bill, we have to give the critique so that the next time around, folks will be more aware of what penalties we paid for passing that bill, because a lot of things got cut to get that infrastructure bill. You are absolutely right on that one, Johnny. And let me jump to Brian, because the phone are start starting to fill up. Johnny, as usual, you always have good insight, brother.
5: Just to correct you, I didn't say that it was cut. It was cut. A lot of things were cut. My problem is the way it was cut. I get
0: you. I, got, I really understood what you're saying, sir. I really did. And I just maybe, you know, I I did get it. But let me go to Brian, Johnny, and then we'll talk uh, tomorrow, or, or Monday. Come on in, Brian.
5: Yeah, can you, can you hear me?
0: Of course I can hear my good friend, Brian. How you doing, my brother?
5: Fine, fine. Uh, after you retire, what's your uh, life expectancy? After I retire, well, it depends,
0: right? I, uh, I, I, you, you know, some people ten years, some people twenty years, some people one year, some people die as soon as they retire. It, it all depends. I don't, I don't know what the distribution is right now. I hadn't looked that up.
5: Yeah, it's about seven years for a male, 12 12 years for a female. Okay. So let's say you put back a million dollars in Social Security. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shouldn't that money be yours? Well, nobody that I know,
0: okay, nobody that I know, even if you amortize it at 7% per year for 50 years, have put million dollars in uh, social security i don't know of that person i'm and i'm talking about average working class america and and i i love the numbers that you just gave brian because that is what a lot of folks on the right that's the leaders on the right would like to say and uh you 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 and i had a Good discussion that I actually blogged last night because I loved that you brought up that issue, and I did. I went ahead and 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 did some numbers on the back of a sheet to do the amortization table because I figured you would have you would have called today. And the reality is, no sir. Uh, even if they lived seven years. They would not have put that for the for the for the disposable income that they have, uh, even if they put if they just put the amount that Social Security took, that 15 percent is not 7 percent, it's 15 percent, seven point something for um, for themselves and seven for the employer. Okay, so I, I even gave that benefit to them as far as what the employer pays and it didn't even come close to what they would need in five years. So that's that's what I wanted to say.
5: No, it, it's actually it's two percent. It's 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 an actual two percent growth. So
0: no, I know, but what I'm saying, I did the amortization at seven percent because uh, that's a stock market.
5: Yeah, if you do invest in the stock market, it's seven percent.
0: Yes, 7%. and that's what I assumed.
5: It in social security. Well, I, I don't understand your numbers. Uh, what, uh, what, I'm
0: what what I'm saying is this. What I'm saying is this, Rick. People make a certain amount of money, right? Let, let, let's take you as an example. And I'm not going to ask you to give your salary. But let's take you as an example. If you put away, uh, how much money do you think you could put away a month in uh, Social Security? I mean, a month in savings if you didn't have Social Security?
5: About 250,
0: 250. Okay, $250. i will have to run the... Uh, I tell you what, uh, for Monday, I'm going to have the different scenarios for $250 uh, you put in away, And I'm going to show you that that is not enough.
5: Run it. My point okay. I've already run it. My point is, if you make, let's say you have $500,000 in social security, you've, you've already yes. put that money, in. you die five years later. Who owns that money? The U.S. government. You have no say-so to say, okay, I want to give it to my grandchildren. Mm-hmm. You have no say-so whatsoever. Those benefits stop. If both right. you and your wife work. Okay, husband
0: dies. You know, actually, that that point that you're making, Brian, is correct. Okay, hold on a second. Let let me give you your kudos. Kudos, hold on. Brian, we're not fighting here. You're my brother. Brian, Brian, we're not fighting. You're my brother. Stop it. All right? All right. Hear me out here. You are correct that if you die and you don't have any dependents, right, like your wife, that money stays into the pot but that is what insurance is i try you see everybody wants to look at at social security as a savings account social security is not a savings account social security is an insurance policy and uh, when you pay for your car insurance to the private companies if you never get into a wreck you see none of that money is that correct Oh, Brian left.
1: Yeah, he's, yeah. He, he left.
0: Oh, okay. You know, uh, well, let, let, me ex- let me explain something about uh, w- what Brian said. Because Brian was right when Brian said, you know, if all the dependents die, the, all the money that got into Social Security is gone, gone. It's not really gone. It's gone to pay other people. And that is because the, the way some people want to sell Social Security is that it's a savings account. It is not. It's an insurance policy. It's an insurance policy of, against, of, of you living after retirement. That's what it is. So therefore, if you have the good nature of living 30 years after you retire, you will be paid and made whole for 30 years. If you are unlucky and only live five years, you'll be paid for five. And that's why that when you do the amortization, the actuarial tables, it you get a certain, you know, they they, they based on what, some people live long, some people live short, et cetera, and this is the amount we're going to collect as this insurance policy, right? So we have to stop looking at it that way. Brian, I'm sorry that you hung up. Again, we're, you have to be able to converse if we are going to, uh, if we are going to hear truths and make progress and, and not allow the corporatocracy to rip us off. We have to listen, and we have to go back and forth so that we have an understanding. That is how it works. I don't have enough time to play my next video, uh, so uh, I, I, w- I will just continue here talking. you want to add anything before I close this, this thing down, um, uh, Howard?
1: Mm, no, I think I'm good for the day. Okay, I've, good. This is Jack didn't call in. I know. he wisdom for two days. Well, I know That's Jack is going to be... Wisdom. Yeah,
0: there's a positive of wisdom here. I know Jack will be back, but anyway, folks, um, let me, let me tell you, we have to look uh, the way we have been spun. Okay, and I and I the, the other piece that I was going to play had had a uh, how hunt, the hunters stuff is being spun even by stations that like to deem themselves progressive. So, I mean, we, we have to start looking at things the way they really are and not the way the corporations and others would like us to believe they are, which when they fool us into believing things or a, a particular way, they can, they can snow us into making the wrong choices. So, ensure short, uh, social security isn't you putting money in for taking it out later. That's not what Social Security is. Social Security is an insurance to ensure that you will have a salary, a payment, money to live on, no matter how long you live after retirement. It is that simple. Anybody looking at Social Security as a savings account? Have completely and entirely missed the ball. You go, you pay into Social Security, hoping that you will be able to get monies, uh, live a long time, and have money while you're living. Okay, it's nothing more. You don't complain to the insurance company that you've given them tens of thousands of dollars and never had an accident. You don't complain about that high price you pay for high for home insurance and never use. What you have is a peace of mind That if you need it It's going to be there Anyhow My name is Egberto Willis This is Politics on Right Thank you very much Howard for being in the studio My name is Egberto Willis This is Politics on Right And you guys know how I end this Baby I am what? Out!